And my husband said, oh, you're not going without me. <laughs> so he left work early to go meet us there. I stayed in the truck with her daughter or with her son because I didn't, I, I didn't want to feel the energy. He goes in and he whips out a fucking black light. I said, who are you and why do you have a black light? So the two of them are inside, like reconstructing the whole scene, trying to figure out how it went down. And meanwhile, I'm in the truck feeling choked the whole time. Mm. And he, my husband's like, you've got to at least look inside. So I stepped up on the porch and immediately I saw how she was killed, like what happened. It was just too much for me. So I went back to the truck. Yeah. But, but it like, that is the real experience of being a medium. What's up, you beautiful beasts? I'm Katie. I'm on a mission to help humans become the best possible versions of themselves and to strive for overall health, mental health, emotional health, physical health, all of the healths without ever having to step on a scale. I have had the privilege to talk to all kinds of different humans who've been through a plethora of experiences just being a human and existing. I believe that every single time somebody shares their story, at least one person listening will learn from it, be inspired by it, and maybe, just maybe, even change the entire direction of their life. These are the stories of humans unveiling their beautiful beast. Keep listening. This is the Unveiling the Beast podcast. What's up, you beautiful beasts? Welcome back to the show. Today's episode is very Halloween-y. And yes, I just said weenie. I'm talking with Jamie Hearn, who is a medium. And dead people are kind of just part of her life. So we share what I like to call ghost stories. And um, it's really cool. And I hope you enjoy. As always, I hope something lands with you today. I hope something you hear tugs on your heartstrings and or I hope you laugh. So how have you been? I've been great. Totally crazy. Um, you know, life happens. I recently found out I'm going to be a grandma. <gasps> so You're only 28. You know. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Or is it yeah. cool? I think well, it's cool, but is it cool? It is, but you know, things aren't always likely to turn out the way we envision them in our silly little brains. <laughs> so it's not really how I saw it shaken out, but it is what it is. And we're excited. Cool. So want to know the really weird part? Yes. I like weird. Uh, <laughs> I love the weird, right? <laughs> so I am exactly the same age. My grandmother, my favorite grandmother, and like my favorite grandparent, mm -hmm. exactly the same age she was when I was born. And she had planned a trip to San Francisco, which is like, I live on the East Coast. It's it's a big trip. Right. So she wasn't here when I was born because I came a month early. So even now I like tease her. I'm like, yeah, you couldn't even be here when your first grandchild was born. <laughs> you were off gallivanting. My husband and I had a trip planned for this weekend to San Francisco 
and the baby is due in six weeks. Oh, we canceled it. I didn't want to take any risk that he was going <laughs> to come early. That early, anyway. That's a lot early. Yeah, that's really. Is it a boy or girl? It's a boy. Boy. Congratulations. Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. So I'm missing out on San Francisco, but that's okay. I have cooler stuff happening. Yeah. And you can always reschedule later on. Yeah, totally. Too, right. Yeah. Um, it was for a family wedding. So, you know, like whatever. Uh, well, I mean, they can reschedule their wedding. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. So how about you tell the listener, because I have one, about like <laughs> kind of who Jamie Jami Hearn is. <laughs> so I am a woman of many, many masks. Um, most importantly, I am a, a crusader for sovereignty and empowerment for women. Like I am not interested in any of the bullshit patriarchy holding us back, telling us what to do, trying to instill fear, like, no, not happening. I'm also an intuitive oracle, a psychic medium, an Akashic Records expert. Like, I like to wander through the the, the mystical elements. Mm-hmm. And I really like talking to dead people. They're, they're some of my favorite conversations. I love it. I love it. And can you just, you know, for the record, tell people what you used to do? I, I still do once oh, in a while. Do? Okay. But I, I am by education an attorney. <laughs> That's so freaking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and which one do you like better? <laughs> uh, there's really no conversation to be had. Uh-huh. Um, as an attorney, you always deal with people at their worst. Like they're yeah. either somebody's dead, somebody's fighting, something's wrong. And when I'm working with women who are stepping into the most cool version of themselves that they've met yet, that's so rewarding and fulfilling. And nobody's yelling about the neighbor pissing on their tree. Yeah. I mean, except for when it's me pissing on the tree, but whatever. That's different. That's (laughs) totally different. So it kind of like balances each other out. Like you're still helping people over here with the bad stuff, quote unquote. And then you're helping people over here with the badass stuff. Right. Not not quote unquote. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's cool. So tell me more about dead people. I'd love, I, but I love when you said that, (laughs) when you're like, I'll be on there as long as I can talk about dead people. I'm like, bring it on. (laughs) So I grew up not knowing that other people didn't have a similar experience like we grew up well we lived in a house that was a couple hundred years old like it wasn't anything crazy but it was old and there were people a family and and their daughter that lived in the bedroom at the end of the hallway i talked to them like they were corporeal people that everyone else could see I didn't realize that not everyone could. I'm not really sure how I made it out of childhood still having this experience because my mother has never been supportive. 
she calls it that talking to dead people shit. And I said that in front of her recently. She goes, I do not all the time. (laughs) But she does. (laughs) Um, So I just, it's just always been a part of who I am. There have been periods of my time of my life where I've turned it off. Mm -hmm. And other periods of my life where it's been something I couldn't turn off, but I've integrated it into a pretty regular part of my every day and it continues to expand. I recently have begun having souls come in who need help crossing over. Mm. The first time it happened to me, I was driving and a soul popped into my back seat And I was like, like I caught it out of the corner of my eye. And sometimes when you have this experience, like big picture, you don't know if you're seeing something that's actually there or not, because it looks real. Mm. So I, I just, I wasn't startled. I wasn't surprised about anything. I just said, are you looking to cross over? And the soul was like, yes, can you help me? I don't even know how I knew how to do it. It's not like it's some manual that they give you. Like, this is, make sure you read the chapter on crossing people over (laughs) by by September 19th, because that's, that's the deadline. Yeah. Uh, And then uh, a couple weeks after that, I had another soul come in. He was a neighbor who had taken his own life. I didn't know him, but, you know, the the neighborhood grapevine, somebody called and they're like, hey, did you hear? And I said, oh, that's terrible. I didn't put all the pieces together. On the way home that night, I had noticed some unusual activity at the house where this guy lived. Mm -hmm. And still I was like, "Eh." so it was middle of the night. I have very strict rules. Like they don't wake me up. That night I got woken up. Mm -hmm. Uh, He showed me through his eyes some things that he really wanted to have known. And then it clicked. I was like, oh, shit, this is that's why my attention was drawn to this house on the way by. So I I assisted him. And then I'm like sitting in my house. like I can't wake anybody up and be like, so guess what just happened? (laughs) Because everyone would be really annoyed if I woke them up at yeah. 3 in the morning to tell them that. So at six o'clock when my husband got up, I'm like, I've been dying to tell you about this. It was so peculiar and I just need to talk about it to someone. And he's like, um, uh, could I like pee first? <laughs> I gotta so take a leak. <laughs> you know, it's just normal to me. Yeah. So but it's everywhere. They're everywhere. I'm sure you've been asked this before, but has anybody ever said, so what are your thoughts on the movie The Sixth Sense? <laughs> Is it similar to that? Um, it, There are some abstract similarities, but everyone's experience is so different. Mm-hmm. And every energy that comes through feels very different. So it's not as startling as some of the depictions are. And that's because I set those rules. Like mm-hmm. I work with my spirit guides and I'm like, no, 
you you will not bother me in this time. You will not bother me if I'm getting ready for bed or if I'm sleeping or if I'm in court. That's a bad one. Mm -hmm. Um, I have had energies come through when I'm with clients before. It's very distracting. (laughs) (laughs) I had one client. I mean, she's, she's in the spiritual world. So she Mm -hmm. understood, but I kept looking over her shoulder and finally she goes, who's here? What, what do they need (laughs) me to know? And I was like, Oh, it's Tom. I got to tell you, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. So when you meet with people, like, do you meet with people so that they can connect with like past relatives or, um, people in their life who've recently died Sometimes. Yeah. Um, I don't have a lot of just individual readings and that's by intention. I do gallery readings where not necessarily everyone is going to get a a full experience, but I like that setting because groups bring really strong energy. Mm. It's like raising the high watermark. So I recently did one at our pond. And of course, the night before I'm getting ready and the energies start, the first one comes in and goes, Shh, I'm going to be here tomorrow, but don't tell her. <laughs> and I was like, nothing like being cryptic. Where, where are we going with this one? And, and of course, it all fell into place. That night, I got a weird one and I shared it with the crowd Mm -hmm. and nobody claimed it so you know sometimes that happens Mm -hmm. there's an energy that's floating and wants to come in and no one really knows where it falls whether it's theirs or not I always like to make sure everyone gets some message whether it's the message they came for or not right so I was going around the the group saying, you know, did I, did I get a message for you? Is there anybody I missed? And this girl raises her hand and she goes, um, Joe or whatever the guy's name was. She's like, I think that was mine. And she, so then she tells us how she had given him strict instructions about how to come through. And that's how he came through. It was kind of weird. Like it wasn't like just some guy sitting down talking. Mm-hmm. It, he came through with like a weird limp. It, it was peculiar and she was just so emotionally raw about it she couldn't claim it when it for when he first mm. appeared um so i like doing settings like that because it gives me more energy to draw from instead of just sitting one on one i mean that works too but mm-hmm. from a selfish perspective i like the the bigger pool yeah that's really cool so you said it was a, a mom and her child that lived in your house? Mom? Uh, pa- parents and a daughter. Yeah. Parents and a daughter. So, and that was your first, ex- how did you know, Like, how? when did you find out that they're, not everybody sees them? I was about eight when I started going and sleeping over at other people's houses. And I would see energies in their houses and ask them about them. And they were like, what are you talking about? Um, Like I had one friend in particular who she lived in an old farmhouse and there were some energies that didn't feel safe. And I wouldn't call them 
evil or dark. Mm -hmm. There was just something about them that wasn't warm and nurturing, like my experience with spirit had been, not knowing it was spirit. So I asked her about them. And she was like, my grandma told me never to go in that room. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) So I was like, huh, that's weird. So then I just started noticing that nobody else really talked to these energies. And my mother always called them my imaginary friends. They were just as real as you. I mean. Am I real? You know, you do only just play Katie on TV, but. (laughs) Uh, That's really cool. And then I'm trying to get kind of like a timeline, which I don't usually do, but I'm just interested in how like how realizing you can connect to these energies led you to become an attorney. (laughs) So actually there is a connection between it wasn't a conscious connection. I mentioned the Akashic records before the Akashic records are the energy of and consciousness of all of the experiences, beliefs, um, lifetimes that your soul has had across the time space continuum. Okay. So, you know, time doesn't really exist. Space doesn't really exist the way we perceive it. So it's like just really one big cluster. But but once you can wrap <laughs> your brain around that, then you can understand that you can access all of that information. When I was 16, I went to France. And you know, just like any 16-year-old, probably teetering on the brink of, of stability mentally mm-hmm. and emotionally. <laughs> My my son tells me, he's like, mom, girls are crazy. I'm like, yes, they are. Stay away from them. Mm -hmm. And here I am. (laughs) But anyway, (laughs) um, so I walked into a cathedral. It, It was in the town of Orléans. And inside the cathedral, I saw myself sitting in a mass, dressed in this, what I would call, peasant clothes it was mm. like a burlap dress but it was very plain mm. participating in this mass so i was obviously captivated by the fact that i was seeing myself right right there and i literally thought i i don't know latin i'm not even catholic how do i know what's going on and then i realized like oh no you're standing here what are you doing over there? How is this working? Like, oh, I'm definitely having a break with reality. Like, this is it. I'm going home in a straight jacket if I get home. Because, you know, being yeah. on another continent, I spent the rest of the time in that village knowing where things were and feeling like the town was very familiar to me. There was even a little girl who thought she knew me. We were having lunch in the green and she came up to me. She was probably three and I was perfectly capable of speaking three-year-old French. Probably not more than that, but Mm -hmm. I I was pretty conversant with the three-year-old. So she told me, mama has been looking everywhere for you. Where have you been? So she drags me to see her mom. And the mother was clearly startled by me. 
I mean, she wasn't watching her three-year-old, so yeah. I don't know. But, but I tried to then explain to her that this little girl just came up to me. Like, I don't, I have no idea who you are or anything. But she couldn't get away from me fast enough. And I never got an explanation about that. But it really, like, left me rattled, that interchange with her energetically. I kind of tucked that whole experience away probably because you know as a teenager you're very busy you have lots of drama all these things going on but that was my first experience in the Akashic Records even though I had no conscious awareness of what was happening or what to call it so I was Mm. seeing a, a, a past life which could have been a parallel life like I was seeing myself in another incarnation yeah later on I found out that my dad's family was from that town. In 1702, they moved to Canada. So it's not like it was just a couple of generations. It was centuries. Right. But there was still that energetic root in that region. Yeah. Um, And the law school thing, I always said I was going to law school. I had no good reason. Even now I'm like, what was I thinking? (laughs) But I've had a number of incarnations where I have been involved in the practice of law, either as an attorney or one of the most notable was as the daughter of a barrister. I, I wanted to practice myself and I couldn't because I was a woman. So he married me off to this dumb dude who was in law school and that dumb dude built a hugely successful law practice because I did all of his work. Mm. So this lifetime has been a lot of healing of that line and a lot of redemption. So I had to go to law school. I had to demonstrate that I didn't need any dumb dude (laughs) (laughs) hanging my shingle out. I can do it all myself. So that's why I went to law school and how I ended up there from a high level perspective. What up beasts? I'm here to quickly interrupt the show with a shameless plug about my coaching services. How many of you are yo-yo dieters, meaning you've gone on and off diets and every time you gain the weight back, you blame yourself. How many of you have weight cycled most of your life, meaning your weight goes up and down and up and down and up and down, and this is kind of like a normal thing for you? How many of you know exactly what to do to be healthy, and at the same time, you feel like something's missing because you just can't seem to do the things that are going to make you healthy? What if I told you that a lot of what we've been taught about what it takes to become healthy is actually bullshit? If you're interested in learning more about what it actually takes to transform not just your health, but also your life, Go to beautifulbeastwithin.com and click on the purple button that says book a free coaching call. I am a neurotransformational life coach, a personal trainer, and a fitness nutrition specialist. So if you fit the description above, I want to talk to you. And at your free session, you're not just going to be given information. I want to give you an experience. So beautifulbeastwithin.com, click on the purple button that says book my free session or whatever it says, book a free coaching appointment. It says something like that. And um, I'll see you over there. Back to the show.
Got it. And just for the record, I don't say it in a negative sense. I just, it's so not in, in my own head and maybe the, anybody who meets you for the first time, like speaking to dead people and being a lawyer are not related at all. So it's just like more of a curious question. And also because lawyer, there is a negative, um, a negative reaction sometimes when somebody says I'm a lawyer you know lawyers are assholes yeah there's no (laughs) no disputing that (laughs) (laughs) and you're not so that's another reason I'm like oh thank you but I totally can be (laughs) (laughs) oh man and honestly some of the skills as an attorney translate really well into the coaching I do with women because there's only so much nurturing that I can provide until ultimately I'm like, how long are you going to stand in your own way? Call me when you figure out that you're your biggest problem. <laughs> Nobody yeah. wants to hear that. I don't know what their problem yeah. is. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. I am. Um, I'm one of those people that I'm like, nobody can tell me. I don't, I call them ghosts, you know, but nobody can tell me they don't exist because of my own experiences with them. And actually, my husband and I were talking about this last night, like even the first law of what is it? Thermodynamics or whatever. Energy can't be created or or destroyed. So where the fuck, where does it go? (laughs) You know? Yeah. You know, yeah, she was like, you're going to love Jamie. I'm like, we met. You're like, I knew her first. <laughs> I did. So I was, I, I was we were teaching a class and she was a student and I referenced a study that had been done like in the thirties about the concept of ha- the soul having mass and weight. So while I'm teaching this class, she Googles it and she's like, I just want to let you know that that study was never replicated, therefore isn't reliable. And she like, <laughs> went on her whole science teacher approach. And I was like, oh, shit, now I can't use that study. <laughs> but I still uh, believe it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I ha- I can tell you one of my stories. When I was 16, so I've always had something following me around and I, I real I know now that it's my, my inner child follows me around as an energy in itself. Um, but when I was 16, like just weird shit was happening in my house. Um, I had Christmas lights up for the lights in my room. Cause when you're a teenager, you have to be cool and do shit right. like that. Um, and they would, always go on the twinkle setting and I always put them on the solid setting and you had to physically turn a knob to put it on the twinkle setting. So that was one thing I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, another instance, uh, I stayed home sick from school. I took a nap and when I woke up, the TV downstairs was blaring on the, what's it called? Snow. Yeah. And I was home alone. So that was freaky. And then in another instance, I was home alone and I was getting a cup of coffee and somebody walked behind me in the reflection of the coffee pot and I turned around to say hi and nobody was there. I'm like, okay. (laughs) Um, And so then things started happening like 
Um, so the the house I lived in belonged to my stepdad. So we we as a family moved in with him, and I was in the guest room. So I was digging through my closet one night, and a card, like a greeting card, fell from the top shelf onto my head, and it said, "Hi, Mike. I can't wait to meet you. Love, Evelyn." And I'm like, whatever. And then what happened after that? So this this next piece is interesting. I was taking a bath and I felt a cold breeze go over me like somebody opened the door. And I was like, I'm in here. And then I realized the door wasn't opening. So I got out of the bath and Evelyn was written on the mirror. And so I asked my mom, like, Mom, who's Evelyn? And she goes, oh. Mike, my stepdad, he had a daughter and they were going to meet and she died in a car accident right before they met because he it was like a it was like a um, he knew. So he was Mormon. The baby mama wasn't allowed to be with him. It was this whole long thing. So he never um, met her. So but it, the, the last piece is interesting because I found out later that my fucking brother wrote Evelyn in the mirror to scare me. But it Did led to me know? finding out who she was because he knew I found the card. Oh. Yeah. So can't Brothers. no one tell me that doesn't exist. <laughs> um, yeah. We actually had the TV turn on recently. My birthday was a few weeks ago. The night before my birthday, we were going to bed and my office is right outside of our bedroom. So all the lights were off. We turned the TV off. We went to bed. The house was pitch black and the TV in my office came on and turned back off. And my husband was like, did you see that? And I wasn't really paying attention. So he described what happened and it did it again. I was like, I saw it that time. But we've had my dad wake us up in the middle of the night. My dad's in, been in spirit for 11 years. So mm. I've had a lot of time to heal my relationship with him. And when he's in spirit, it's a whole lot easier to heal because he doesn't have the human trappings anymore. So now it's kind of a playful relationship. He'll come in and, and one night he said, Jane, and the list of people that call me Jane with a gravelly voice Mm -hmm. is pretty slim. None of them are in my house at one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so I said, I, I called my husband's name and he goes, I heard it too. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That reminds me of another story. Can I tell another story? Well, it, it, this is your show. <laughs> I know. Well, I it's a, it's a conversation. Shit. Um, so I lived in a condo and there was a lot of negative energy just like with the people in there because it was it was me and my husband before my son was born and my dad and then I took in this girl to help her out because I take chances on strangers and anyway she turned out to be a roommate from hell lots of negative energy in the house so the night that she finally got the f out um I heard we were in bed and at that time we had a bathroom next to us and in the bathroom was our cat box and we heard scratching in the cat box, but our cat was on the bed. <laughs> and so 
I'm kind of going, and I didn't know if he was awake, my husband was awake or not. So then, like maybe ten six ten seconds later, I hear in a little girl's voice, "Katie," and I'm like, "Did you hear that?" He's all, "Yep, I heard it." <laughs> but it wasn't like a negative. It wasn't a negative energy, and I'm wondering if like maybe it was the little girl that follows me the the me just saying thanks for getting that bitch out of here or you know whatever it was but it was it was really cool because then he heard it and that was the first time he'd ever experienced something like that well that's validating for you that he heard it too okay sanity check i'm still Uh, sane for the moment yeah. yeah and then other times there's another house i lived in where um, it was right after I got divorced. I was living in my mom's guest room. And every time I went to bed, I felt if I turned the light and the TV off, I felt like somebody was just standing over me watching me. And I'm like, oh, hell no. So I would keep the TV on. Um, and one time I turned the light off, kept the TV on, and then the light went back on. I'm like, you have to push a button for that. <laughs> the light went back on. I'm like, I need the light off, please. And then it went back off. Um, and then my parents were experiencing things in that house too. So they had a medium come through. She went in that room and immediately went, Oh, this room is, there's a dark man in here. I'm like, I told you. (laughs) So it was cool. Like I, I like that validation. So I know I'm not, you know, Yeah, I mean, (laughs) like I said, I teeter on the edge. (laughs) Now I probably don't need the validation anymore. You know, I know what I I saw. (laughs) And I love teaching people to have confidence in what they're seeing. Yeah. That's even more rewarding to me than seeing it myself. Yeah. There was one time I actually saw my little girl and it was before I knew it was me. And I don't remember if I mentioned it to somebody, but somebody said, could it be you as a little girl? And then I remembered the image of who I saw because I saw her in the dark. Um, I'm like, shit. Yeah, she's wearing a dress. I used to wear dresses. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's yeah. I have a little girl energy that hangs with me, too. And She's actually what triggered me to really dive into this on a professional level. Mm. My younger son was about two, maybe not quite two. And the house we were living in at the time, weird things always happened in the garage, like electric weird things. Like your your car lights would flash, the radio would do wild things. So we had come in one night and I was carrying him. And he started like climbing up me, screaming, tell that little girl you're my mommy and she can't have you. So I said to my older son, do you have any idea what he's talking about? And my older son was like, nah, do we have chicken nuggets for supper? (laughs) (laughs) That's still his MO. He's like, mom, we're weird. Can we go get a burger? (laughs) I love it. Um, But I thought in that moment, like, oh, shit, he's starting to experience some of the things I've experienced. So Mm -hmm. I've got to get a handle on it. And now he's actually 
tomorrow taking his first certification class in a healing modality. He's 18. Mm. So I was like, uh, whatever you need, I'm here to support. So <laughs> it's really rewarding to see him stepping into that. But yeah. his version of the connection that apparently we all have in, in my family, he meets someone at first blush and gets a download of all the relevant characteristics and things that have impacted them. Mm. Makes dating really difficult. Yeah. <laughs> Although wow. he used to use it as a party trick. He'd be like, mom, do you know how many chicks want to talk to me about all the things <laughs> I know? We don't use our gifts and talents as party tricks. Mm-hmm. That's funny. <laughs> and then my older son, he's still not really willing to embrace his connection. But he graduates from college in May. And I told him, I said, I'm going to rent an Airbnb in the town that he's graduating from. Mm-hmm. Just so it's easier. So we all have somewhere to go. And and he goes, did you look at the pink house? There are 585 Airbnbs in that town. And he knew which one I looked at. <laughs> That's cool, though. So, and That's then I really said to him, cool. like, how do you know I looked at the pink house? And he goes, how did I not? <laughs> <laughs> Can I get a burger? <laughs> yeah, right. We're going for food, right? <laughs> Let's go get nuggets. <laughs> You know, I just had this memory. I don't know if it's my memory, but um, my mom met with a psychic when I was maybe like seven or eight. And he told her that I'm psychic. And she was like, what are you talking about? But then I feel like I'm the only one who has had these experiences. Like she's had experiences, but I, I feel like I'm the one that like, they're trying like with Evelyn like she was trying to say hey I'm here you know I don't know what she wanted with me but she was just like hey I'm here I'm Evelyn nice to meet you I'm your sister I'm your future sister sometimes you know? that's all they need is the acknowledgement yeah yeah so yeah. um I, I actually had a conversation with the healer from she's from Australia she's super cool and she said to me she's like one of your kids is gifted And I knew which one she was talking about. And so she goes on to describe this whole like path and aspect of his gift intersecting with music. And I was like, ooh, you haven't heard him sing. (laughs) So I'm still waiting to see how that one shakes out. It's super cool when parents can hold space for their kids to be not inside the box. A- Anthony is actually more interested in, in burning the box rather than standing inside of it, which, mm. Hey, I can get on board with that. <laughs> yeah. That's the pink house one. No, that's, that's the younger one. Oh, gotcha. Okay. No, the pink house, the pink house one is like, well, maybe if we paint it pink <laughs> and there's a kitchen. <laughs> with food (laughs) that's awesome so i had this thought just now that what are like 
perfect time to be having this conversation because it's October and Halloween and yay! Ladies and gentlemen, Jamie Hearn is here to tell her ghost stories. <laughs> That's going to be on an outtake. I love it. <laughs> so, so I'm hosting, well, I'm leading, which I don't really know what I got myself into. A, a full moon hike. And I'm telling ghost stories. Like it's for a charity. Somebody asked me to do it. And I'm collecting like, what ghost stories do I want to take with me? Mm -hmm. And some of them aren't really ghost stories, but real life experiences I've had. So one of them is a little rattling. Like I I represented an estate where it was a murder-suicide. And I needed to go to the house to see if there was anything of value because it's my obligation Mm. under, you know, taking on this estate. So I took my friend who's a realtor and she actually took me, she stopped and picked me up. And my husband said, Oh, you're not going without me. (laughs) So he left work early to go meet us there. I stayed in the truck with her daughter or with her son because I didn't, I, I didn't want to feel the energy. He goes in And he whips out a fucking black light. I said, who are you and why do you have a black light? So the two of them are inside, like reconstructing the whole scene, trying to figure out how it went down. And meanwhile, I'm in the truck feeling choked the whole time. Mm. And he, my husband's like, you've got to at least look inside. So I stepped up on the porch and immediately I saw how she was killed, like what happened. It was just too much for me. So I went back to the truck. Yeah. But, but it like, that is the real experience of being a medium. You see shit you didn't think you ever wanted to know or, or have any awareness of. So I, I like people to know that it's not all rainbow farting unicorns. <laughs> some of it's really a big responsibility and, and almost a burden to deal yeah. with yeah now That's let's gruesome. go hike <laughs> who brought their black light <laughs> your husband that's funny <laughs> oh man this is gonna be a good one I mean, it is. I love loving this conversation. I don't talk to people about my ghost experiences, you know, so this is cool. Not that cool. I keep them in, but. Well, you know. I, I make opportunities to talk about. Mine. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote a short story about Evelyn. Oh, cool. Um, And it was later after I found out that my brother wrote Evelyn in the mirror. He still doesn't know that I know. Really? So I've been trying to figure out the last few years how to get him back. Because <laughs> that part is in, in the story I wrote. So I guess, oh, what was it? I was with my little baby cousins or something, and they told me, they're like, he told us he wrote it in the mirror. I was like, I was pissed for like a week. <laughs> no, I think you should recruit Evelyn to help get it back at him. Yeah, that's a good idea. I haven't been a while <laughs> you know yeah oh, i forgot I to tell you my stepdad saw her too oh did he yeah but he 
hadn't met her yeah before right yeah I actually interviewed him in season one like four years ago and he talks about her in that oh really so yeah I should go back and listen to it um but yeah recruiting Evelyn to help me get back at my brother and thank god he doesn't listen to this podcast (laughs) (laughs) oh I was so mad because that was like a big that was a huge thing like imagine being in the in the shower or whatever and in the mirror there's Evelyn yeah (laughs) (laughs) well it's it's like kind of a blow too because you're like oh I thought I had this really cool experience yeah my idiot brother (laughs) Mm -hmm. but the card experience was real and the coffee pot experience was real and the tv experience was real I still dream about that house too I have dreams about it and I'm like scared to go in it, which is weird because I never got negative energy from Evelyn, but just scared me knowing that something else was there with me. I wonder if you, if you left like a fragment of you there. Hmm. And that's why I dream about it. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Hmm. Like there's a cord still. Yeah. Call him back. I do have dreams that I have like it's not it's never the same dream but like I would say there's two things I dream about all the time is that house and then a dog that I had that died years ago and he was my favorite dog ever his name was Bing he was a Boston Terrier but he was an ugly Boston Terrier so that means he was really ugly (laughs) and I still have dreams about him I think the last one I had um I was folding laundry or something and the pile of laundry started moving and out pops bing and i'm like oh and i start crying i loved him so much and he died oh but yeah the dog in that house and they were never together so i mean what does that mean cut the house keep the dog cut the house got it do you recommend i drive by the house because I am kind of close to it. Um, it doesn't really matter if you cut all the cords to the house and call back any fragments of you that exist in the house. You may not have an inclination to drive by it, but mm. I don't think that driving by it is going to re-trigger anything. Because it doesn't necessarily have a hold on you. It just has a connection with you. Right. Yeah. I don't think about it all day long. I'll just have a dream about it and be like, still? (laughs) I haven't lived there since I was 17. (laughs) Which was like five years ago. Uh, (laughs) Just kidding. Yeah, for me it was 11. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not 38 at all, you know. Uh, (laughs) So I feel like because of time, this is a good place to end. Okay. And also, um, so at the end of every episode, I ask everybody the same question. And that is, if you had one piece of advice that you could give to the world, what would it be? Don't just be silent because you're afraid of ruffling someone else's feathers. Boom. Ladies and gentlemen, Jamie Hearn, signing off.
Until next time.